0: Good evening. evening. As always, we want to acknowledge to our Father, now God in heaven, that we are grateful for all of his love, mercy, and blessings. Uh, May we be ever mindful of the fact that all that God is, uh, he always is, and his loving kindness towards us is such that we are able to trust him completely. Uh, And isn't it good to know that when we Don't see a way when we have questions for which we have no answers uh, when there are things that happen that we don't understand uh, that we may always be assured of the fact that God is on the throne. uh, He is in control uh, and he is able to bless us uh, beyond our ability to comprehend Uh, the psalmist has declared in Psalm 37 verse five. He says commit thy way unto the Lord trust also in him, and he shall bring it to pass, and for all of God's blessings we ought to be eternally grateful. We want to direct your attention again to first Kings chapter 3 the text that was read into our hearing. We want to read again there verse number 5. 1 Kings 3, verse five, in Gibeon, the Lord appeared to Solomon in a dream by night, and God said, ask what I shall give thee. And as we uh, consider uh, the text that is before us here in 1 Kings chapter three, we want to use this evening as a subject, the choice of a lifetime. And when we read First Kings chapter three, it almost sounds like the stuff of fairy tales. Have You ever been presented with that dilemma? Uh, if you had one wish, what would you wish for? Many of us in an attempt to maximize our wishes would say, I would wish for three more wishes. But when we look at first Kings chapter three, I submit to you that Solomon had to make the choice of a lifetime, Well, it is not everybody that God comes to and says, ask for whatever you want and I'll give it to you. Now, this is God saying that. So, you know, you have to use some, some wisdom, some discernment. You, you can't just ask for any old thing because this is God. And the dilemma that is before Solomon is not just what to choose, but also the implications and consequences uh, of his choice. And again, can you imagine having the opportunity to make uh, a one wish whatever you want? I imagine some people would spend it on something like, I wish I was debt free. I I wish I could find the love of my life. I I wish I could have my dream job. So something that caters uh, uh, to what we believe to be our heart's desire. But I submit to you that what we might choose says a lot about who we are. Well, our desires tell us who we are. It is an unerring and undeniable truth that what we show outwardly is determined by who we are inwardly. Now I know this because in Matthew 15 verse 18 in your Bibles Jesus says but those things which proceed out of the mouth come forth from the heart and they defile the man. For out of the heart proceed evil thoughts, murders, adulteries, fornications, thefts, false witness, blasphemies. So according to Jesus, if you ever wanna know who I am, just watch what I do. Now, don't judge me by one deed, but but my actions, generally speaking, will tell you what's going on uh, in my mind. So now Solomon's request indicates that at this point in his living, he realized two very important things. Number one, that money or material gain is not the key to abundant living. And, and I know some of us would like to give it a try. And uh, wouldn't you like to see what life was like if you were a millionaire? Uh, what life is like if I could just spend without worrying how much I had to spend. But the second thing that Solomon also realized is that one must live for something more than the present. Successful living requires vision. And there are some important things to observe about Solomon's choice. And and, and I believe that these things ought to uh, be the basis for how we live our lives today. In verse seven there in 1 Kings three, Solomon says, and now, O Lord, my God, thou hast made thy servant king instead of David, my father. And I am but a little child. I know not how to go out or come in. Solomon's choice, uh, number one, was based on an honest assessment of himself. Solomon didn't let his position go to his head. Now, here he is, king of Israel, but he realized that all that glitters is not gold. Just because something looks good or or, uh, uh, in my mind might be good if I had it doesn't mean that that's how it would really work out. Some things we are better off without, and many have asked for things to their own hurt. Do you remember Israel as a nation wanted a king like all the other nations around them? Uh, They asked for that king to their hurt. In fact, uh, God had warned them, Do you understand what it is that you're asking for? Uh, You're asking for a man to rule over you rather than have me rule over you. Some things just aren't for us. You remember Simon in Acts chapter eight, wanted to buy the gift of the Holy Spirit. Well, Solomon, you're not an apostle. This gift is not so you can go out and just uh, 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 thrill people with with the power that you have. You need to understand uh, what the work of the kingdom is about. Some things, if we could ask for whatever we wanted, we would not be faithful with. Do you remember the prodigal son? Uh, He asked his father, give me the portion of goods that falls to me. And and seemed like not long went by before he had squandered all that he had in, in riotous living. An abundance of money will not cure the spendthrift's problems. Moving to a new neighborhood will not change the person that I am. It's not more that I need I I need to learn to be faithful with God has blessed me to already have. But then looking further uh, uh, at the text here, in verse 8, Solomon says, And thy servant is in the midst of thy people, which thou hast chosen, a great people that cannot be numbered nor counted for multitude. Give therefore thy servant an understanding heart to judge thy people that I may discern between good and bad, for who is able to judge this thy so great a people. Solomon's choice was not only based on an honest assessment of himself, but it was also based on what was best for others. See, Solomon understood that authority brings responsibility, and there was more to being king than just having whatever it was that made him happy. To become a leader is in fact to become a servant. In your Bibles in Matthew chapter 20, and starting at verse number 26, Jesus says, but it shall not be so among you, but whosoever will be great among you, let him be your minister. And whosoever will be chief among you, let him be your servant. Even as the son of man came not to be ministered unto, but to minister and to give his life a ransom for many. See, Solomon understood that this is about something bigger than just me. I I I could ask God for what I want, but but I have been entrusted with the responsibility uh, of being king over God's people. And and he was obviously motivated by love. Uh, You remember the Bible says to us, 1 Corinthians 13, verse five, that love doesn't behave itself unseemly, seeks not her own, is not easily provoked, thinks no evil. See, love moves me to think about something more than just me. And and we would do well, again, to appreciate that life in any consideration is bigger than just one individual. That the church is about more than just what I want. And, And don't we all have wants? Uh, we all want certain things, but but Solomon understood this thing is bigger than me, and, and even though God has told me you can pick whatever you want, I, I need to temper my choice not so that I choose what I want, but what's in the best interest of those around me. And so, in verse nine, he says, "Give therefore thy servant." An understanding heart to judge thy people, that I may discern between good and bad, for who is able to judge this, thy this, thy so great a people. I know some people read this account and they say, Man, Solomon wasted a golden opportunity. But look what it says in verse 10. And the speech pleased the Lord that Solomon had asked this thing. Well, what did Solomon ask for? Well, what Solomon asked for was how he could best glorify God. Not, not well for me, Lord, not what I like that would make me comfortable, but, but give me what would best glorify you by putting me in a position where I can judge your people. And in so asking, Solomon acknowledged that he and Israel were God's possession. Well, don't you know that we are still God's possession today? And Solomon didn't ask God to do for him. Rather, he asked God to enable him to do in terms of serving his people. Have you ever asked the Lord to make you a better Christian? Now, you know, God doesn't just zap us with righteousness. Now, And I'm not saying it's wrong to ask God to make me a better Christian, but but God doesn't just work that way. If you ask God to help you be better with something, God will send you some trouble, some adversity, something that will challenge you to be the very thing that you said you want to be. You think that's wrong, ask God for more patience and see don't people start working your nerves and you don't have to wonder why you ask God for more patience. Well, the way to help you become more patient is to put you in a position where you have to exercise some patience. Uh, You ever wanted to be stronger. Well guess what you got to do to be stronger. you have to do something that challenges the strength that you have. You have to exercise well God says, if you want to be better then i'm going to give you things that will challenge you to be better he's not going to just zap us with holiness. But I remember Paul saying in Philippians 4:13 that I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Well, that's still true. But we need to understand how God strengthens us. He doesn't just zap us with what we think we want. God says, "I'm going to give you something that will challenge you to become the very thing that I need you to be." And inasmuch as Solomon chose wisely, God blessed him with the lesser things that he could have asked for. In, in verse 11, and God said unto him, because thou hast asked this thing, and hast not asked for thyself long life, neither has asked riches for thyself, nor has asked the life of thine enemies, but hast asked for thyself understanding to discern judgment, behold I have done according to thy words. Lo, I have given thee a wise and understanding heart, so that there was none like thee before thee, neither after thee shall any arise like unto thee. And I have also given thee that which thou hast not asked, both riches and honor, so that there shall not be among, uh, uh, there shall not be any among the kings like unto thee all thy days. God shows us something in what he did with Solomon, I understand you better than you understand you, but since you have shown yourself faithful by what you asked for i'm going to give you something on top of that, do you know what it says to us, if I will pursue kingdom business, God will bless me with other things, as I can handle them faithfully. But you know, everything that I could have isn't something I would be faithful with. But what I will be faithful with, God will give to me if I will seek first uh, of the kingdom. I believe there's a lesson uh, in this for all of us that we all want things in life and, and, and nothing wrong with wanting things. And I mean things besides spiritual things. But the direct pursuit of those things is the worst way to try to attain them. Again, Matthew six thirty three. Jesus says, seek first the kingdom. Take care of God's business and then trust God to take care of you. Now, that doesn't mean if you become uh, a faithful Christian that God is going to give you riches. I-, I might not be able to handle that. But God will bless me with what is in my best interest in terms of being his servant. Solomon could have asked for money, could have asked for long life, could have asked for all the things that many people in our world today would have asked for. But Solomon said, Lord, give me a wise and understanding heart to do right by your people. Shouldn't that be what we want? Lord, give me the kind of heart that will allow me to serve you in the best way that I can Uh, uh, in your kingdom, and I appreciate, Lord, you're not just going to zap me with this. I'm going to have to apply myself to seeking your kingdom and let you handle all the other details. I think Brother Womble mentioned this morning in Bible class, there are some people that have millions and billions of dollars and still commit suicide or have contemplated it which ought to tell us material wealth is not the answer. And even if I had all that this life could offer, Jesus asked us a valid question. What is a man profited? Matthew 16, 26, what is a man profited if he shall gain the whole world and lose his own soul? Our resolve ought to be Solomon's resolve. Lord, I wanna serve you faithfully. And I'm going to apply myself to that. And whatever you give me on top of that, uh, I'll be satisfied. Because as uh, uh, as, uh, Paul said, we brought nothing into this world and it's certain that we can take nothing out. But Lord help me be a good steward of whatever you give me between the time I arrive and the time I leave. May it be my desire to glorify you. But well, God welcomes us into His kingdom and gives us the chance to live lives that glorify Him. And He does this by having the gospel be preached. And He calls for us to hear the gospel message, Romans 10:17. "The good news that Jesus died for our sins was buried but raised on the third day for our justification. He calls for us to believe that good news. In John 8, 24, Jesus says, except you believe that I am he, you shall die in your sins. Because Jesus is the Christ, there must be a willingness to turn from our old way of living to following God's commands. That, that's called repentance. Acts 17, 30, declares that God calls for all men everywhere to repent. We need to make the confession that Jesus is the Christ, the Son of God, Matthew 10, 32, and then be baptized in water for the remission of sins, Acts 2, verse 38. And when we go down into the waters of baptism, God washes away our sins by the blood of Christ Jesus and dwells us with his spirit, and he adds us to the church. And effectively, we we have the choice that Solomon had. We need to, Yield control of our lives to God, that we might live in a way that glorifies him and in a way that is in obedience with his commands. If you're listening to this on one of the social media outlets, we bid you to uh, reach out to our elders at elders at laurelchurch.net. If you're here in our audience this evening and your desire is to be baptized into Christ, or you wanna solicit the prayers of the church, Uh, then we bid you to come as we stand and as we sing the song of invitation.